0: Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marianne Rose and in this podcast I want to talk to you a little bit about babies and children and adults as well actually and going out on outings, having big long days and what can happen at the end of the day. Now I had an experience recently which helped me really put myself into a child's shoes and if you know anything about my work you know that I really recommend for us as adults to do that as often as we can because the more we're able to put ourselves into our child's shoes, the more we're able to really experience the world through their bodies, through their eyes and actually get to understand what's going on for them possibly, probably, maybe, and to be able to respond not only in empathic, compassionate ways but also effective ways because when we understand what's going on for them and we respond based on that on that understanding we can really respond at the root cause we can we can create changes at that root cause rather than kind of more sticking plaster approaches or more kind of um, you know outer approaches which really aren't addressing the real root cause reason so anyway what happened was it was last week and my son and I and my dog, we were out and we were waiting for my daughter. So my daughter was at um, a homeschooling teen event and it was a really, really hot day. It was something like 32 degrees. I live here in northern New South Wales in Australia. I'm from England originally. You can probably hear in my accent. And. We needed to kind of wait around because they needed to be taken from place to, from a few different places, and so we needed to stay close by. And it was really, really hot. So the first bit of the day that was fine. My son and I and the dog. We went to the beach and we went and got ice creams and we we went for a lovely drive around this beautiful kind of naturey, foresty place. But as the day went on, uh, and my daughter's phone wasn't working. There were lots of those kind of little things that happened, you know, in those kinds of days. And we basically were kind of waiting around for a long time for her and just waiting for her, not quite knowing exactly where she was. And um, her phone wasn't working. And there was a, one of the dads there with them, just kind of hanging nearby. So, you know, we knew she was safe, but we just didn't know where she was. And I was just texting her and saying, please come, we're really hot. And it was too hot for the dog, so we couldn't really go anywhere. We couldn't go in air conditioning because it was too hot. I mean, because we had the dog. So we're sitting around in a really hot car in a car park and just feeling really uncomfortable in our bodies and just really feeling quite powerless because she wasn't answering her phone. We didn't know exactly where she was. We knew she was at a couple of, one of two places. I felt a bit powerless because I had the dog and my son and you know, all that kind of, all the, all the kind of different scenarios that went on. But what it really helped me tune into was what it was probably like for my children and probably like for many children, those days when I'm sure you've had them because we live in this nuclear family culture that often we take our children, we? especially when they're little. Do you remember that? You know, two, three, four. Take them out places. Maybe we want to go shopping. Or maybe we want to do things or maybe we're hanging out with our friends or chatting to other mums. And, of course, we really, you know, we have needs and we really need to get those met. So please don't hear me saying that we need to stay at home and never do anything for ourselves or do things that we love. But sometimes it can put our children in positions where they just really don't want to be. And I remember it's that kind of dragging them around the shops thing or chatting for ages and they just really want to go home. And I remember many times my children when they're younger being in that position. They just wanted to go home and I'd feel a bit frustrated or resentful because I just wanted to do this thing. I just wanted to chat to this friend. And often as as parents, as mamas, often we, we don't get to to get those needs met as often as we we need to. What it really helped me see is how powerless I felt. And for me and my son, we both had quite big feelings bubbling up. And I got him another ice cream. I think it was like the second one, and it just spilled everywhere. And then he burst into tears. And I f- at first felt frustrated, but then I listened and I realised, gosh, you know, in his body's really is. You know, he's been we've just been waiting around for a long time. And he had a cry and I was able to shift from frustrated to just listening. It wasn't about the ice cream spilling. It was just those feelings accumulated in his body from sitting around and waiting and waiting and waiting. So he had a cry. And then I could feel the same feelings bubbling in me. It was so hot. You know those days, I don't know what part of the world you live in. You live in a a part of the world where it gets really hot in the summer. Those days when just so uncomfortable my body was so uncomfortable and I ended up as well as feeling so powerless and so hot and I had a cry as well in the car and I told myself I'm just really frustrated and so I had a cry as well and what it helped me really um, connecting with the, the desire to make this podcast that to really feel into our children's shoes and of course there are going to be days when we still need to do these things, or we still choose to do these things, and they're and they are being dragged along to places they don't want to go to. But to understand what it, that actually feels like for them, and the more we can do that, a, the less likely we're going to be frustrated because you know they're not doing all those things to be annoying. In inverted commas, they're not doing it um, deliberately. They're actually they're actually feeling really uncomfortable in their bodies. The next thing to remember is that the, the way we release these kinds of feelings of overwhelm, frustration, powerlessness, this, this, this energy, that this, these feelings that build up in the body, one of the main ways we do that is, to, is by crying or by having a tantrum. So for me, the definition of tantrum isn't hurting anyone or throwing things or hitting. It's a different thing entirely, which I will talk about in another podcast on loving limits. But what, what it is, it's it's crying, it might be raging, it might be feet stamping, it might even be lying on the floor and just bashing the ground. You can probably feel into those feelings yourself. you probably felt those kinds of things yourself when you're just so, rah, so full of big feelings. The way those feelings come out is through either starting to get really, I don't like the word whingy, but I'm not using it with judgments, just so that you know what I mean, whingy, or starting to have big feelings about something little like the ice cream spilling, or the ice cream not being the flavour that they want, they don't like it, or just the things that can be so easy for us to feel frustrated, annoying, especially if we're also feeling stretched and overwhelmed, which of course we can, but really remembering that is the way that their psyche is trying to release these accumulated feelings, which aren't helpful to stay in the body. You know, we know all about stress, I'm sure you know all about fight or flight response and how um, stress accumulates in the body and how the whole, um, I think it was Hans Selye many years ago, discovered this whole fight or flight and stress response thing and you know how that's fine if we're if we're out in the wild and we need to actually literally run away or fight because that all that adrenaline all those the things that are built up in the body they get to be released but if we're not in that environment generally the way it will come out is through crying or raging, sometimes laughter as well, kind of being a bit silly and in what you might call over the top. Again, lots of lots of um, physiologically through laughter, crying, tensions, shaking, sweating, these are all the, the ways that these this stress, these feelings of powerlessness, overwhelm, get released from the body. So it can be really helpful to remember when I when a child's starting to do all these things have it tattooed on your forehead they're not doing it because they need to be taught to be this that and the other They're not doing it deliberately they're not actually enjoying it they're not feeling comfortable they're actually feeling very uncomfortable which is why i really wanted to share my story as an adult because sometimes it can be easier to feel into oh yeah i felt i felt like that maybe if you have a partner you've been waiting for them to to come home or to to meet you somewhere, or you know you've you've had that experience, and you know how it feels in your body that uh, those those big feelings. So you're really remembering when you're when your child's starting to have all those, they're not happy with anything you do, or they're starting to get more and more whiny and in inverted commas, or they're starting to have a big cry over something that's really very insignificant to you is to remember that's how the body works, that's how the psyche works. They're actually trying to get those feelings out of their system, out of their body, so they can return to more of a state of homeostasis, so they can actually feel calmer again and more relaxed and more centered. And actually that's going to be able to help them go to sleep more easily that night and stay asleep and, and sleep peacefully. And cooperate and be gentle with their brother or sister or the dog or the cat or the rabbit or the mouse whatever the the pets are. Um, It's going to help them um, concentrate more if they have homework to do or if they you know you want them to sit at the dinner table. Basically accumulated pent up feelings like what can often happen, at even just a day out, even an enjoyable day, you've probably had this many times. You know, a child at a birthday party, even their own birthday party, have a wonderful time, but it's busy, isn't it? There's lots of people. Often, often there's there might be food, there might be sugary or sweet types of things, there might be lots going on. They may even have the most wonderful time, but still, at the end of the day, it's that cliche, isn't it, that the there's the big tantrum or the big cry. So again, it's not them being ungrateful, it's not them, you know, it can be so easy again for us to go into thinky ways of, or judgmental ways that mean we're going to be frustrated. Really remembering, it's just the body letting out, their body and their psyche letting out the feelings of the day, so that they can, again, all these things that we really want from them, they can cooperate and contribute and be calm and, and, go to sleep easily and and sleep calmly and all the things that we really enjoy generally come the more our children get to release these pent-up feelings from their bodies. So what can we go away with from this? Number one I think we can think as much as possible what can we do as a preventative so if there are ways that you can um, you know, that you can get your needs met in ways that, that, that aren't going to mean big, long days for your children. And and again, this may be not possible at all. You know, if you're a, a single mum or you have multiple children or you don't have um, support around you, or, you know, there are many, many um, cases where we don't have that available. But if there are, you know, can you leave your child or children um, with someone else that you trust or their dad or someone at particularly if it's going to be a long day or if it's particularly your attention is going to be often um, outwards with with other people and not on them Um, if that's not possible, which most of the time it probably isn't going to be what can you do to make it um, more peaceful for all of you so could that mean going shopping earlier before there's lots of people could that mean um, you know, having breaks in between and, and connecting in with each other and, um, I don't know, going to a peace, going to a park or somewhere peaceful in between. Another thing that I found really helpful when my kids were small was always finding ways that, you know, I was, I was prepared so I'd, you know, always have little things that they could have. So, um, you know, if I was waiting in a in those olden days, you remember waiting in um, a bank queue in those olden days before the... You may not remember those days. I remember those. Having So that they'd always have a little bag of things each to, you know, little things to occupy themselves. And often, you know, I'd change it around so there were new things to do. Or colouring books or... So basically setting up being being a little bit prepared can really make the world of difference, so that was something that really made a big difference for them and you know, like in the car, I know it can be easy to want to use that time to um talk to a friend if you if you have your in car phone system. But sometimes that can be a really helpful time to, to connect in with your children, to sing songs, to, to chat about your day, depending on their age, you know, you can play word games or I Spy, again, depending on their age, so using that time for connection can really, really help. Of course, again, it's not a have to or always, there can be times you want to talk to your friend instead, but again, seeing if you can find that balance, because the more connection you put in and the more fun you can have together, That's going to ameliorate the effects of the accumulated stress throughout the day. What other things? Yeah, finding little ways to connect in with them. So again, you might be going around the shops, but can you, um, you know, can can you stay connected with them? Can you make it fun? Can you be like being a bit silly and goofy and connecting in with them and doing funny dances? And again, this isn't a have to, it's just an invitation. Would that be a fun thing for you? Um... Especially if you're going to, uh, you know, like a shopping mall or something. It's, even if you if you see the world like this, you can almost imagine creating a little bubble of, of fun and love and protection around you. So that it, you stay connected with each other. The younger your child is, so if you have a baby, I really um, recommend, especially if you're in a, you're in a shopping centre or you're going out to big events, uh, anything where there's going to be lots of people or lots of stimulation it can be really helpful to carry them in a, a sling or a carrier. The younger they are the more helpful that's going to be, the more that's going to protect them from overstimulation, overwhelm. The younger your baby is the more likely is that they're, they're probably, they may fall asleep. That's one way that babies protect themselves from overwhelm. But having your physical closeness and the capacity to to block out stimulation can really again reduce that need for them at the end of the day or during the day to let out the feelings about it and really remembering that even if you do all of these things it's really natural and normal for you to come home at the end of the day so it may not be while you're out and about but you come home and you get home and again one little thing happens and there's a big cry or a big tantrum you know and it may be your baby it may be your teenager it may be you it maybe it may all of you um, really changing that perspective and seeing that that is the way we're designed to be. You know, we're born with these amazing, you know, I, I I can't say enough, or I can say enough, but you know, we really are born with these amazing bodies and psyches. We are born with the capacity to heal from day dot. And one of these amazing innate, inbuilt healing mechanisms we have is to heal from stress, from overwhelm. Not only from that, but from scary events, frightening events, um, any kinds of feelings that we feel, we can heal from those, from birth onwards, and that's the amazing capacity we have. And really to reframe that, and so many of our children's behaviours are that attempt to use that innate healing mechanism, because as a culture we often don't understand that, and we've often seen many of those healing mechanisms as either a sign of, in inverted commas, misbehaviour or something that's a sign of an unmet need that we're trying to, that we then need to stop the feelings. We often actually stop our children from being resourced by this amazing healing mechanism. We actually stop the crying or the tantrums or the laughter or the the goofy play and the sad thing about that is that often leads to the things that we find most challenging as parents. So from this perspective, which is an Aware Parenting perspective by Elita Salter, PhD, is that most of the things, not, not necessarily all, but most, the majority of them, and often all, of the things that we find most challenging in our babies or children and children are often simply caused by accumulated painful feelings, stressful events that they haven't had the opportunity to release, but yet they know how to release, and they're often trying to release those, and we're actually going against that natural healing mechanism. So you may have heard me talk about sleep. We often talk about babies or children fighting sleep. To me, and from this paradigm, they're not fighting sleep. What has often happened is we fight that natural healing mechanism, and in a way we teach them to fight their own natural healing and release mechanisms. So really seeing that reframe, that invitation. And I will talk in another one about loving limits. But, you know, to simply, if the crying's already happening or the the tantrum, just to listen. I'm right here with you, sweetheart. To be as close as you can with a baby that's always holding them. If they're a bit older, being close by, offering touch, connection, eye contact. And, and you know, it's really seeing where they are with that, we can talk more all about that as well. Really just listening and trusting them and trusting in their own innate incredible healing mechanisms. And the other thing we can do is if they're doing all the, so there are three things we do basically and I keep talking about, I love lists of three. So one is, is simply listening, if the crying or the raging happening, simply listening The the second approach is attachment play, which is a part of aware parenting, which is simply um, the feelings coming out through laughter. So this isn't, if they're crying, this isn't about trying to make them laugh. But if they are being silly and goofy, joining in and doing these particular kinds of play, joining in and being silly and goofy with them, because laughter also releases feelings, particularly of powerlessness and frustration. And the third thing is loving limits. So loving limits and I, I will go into this in more detail in another podcast, but it's simply, you know, if they're doing unenjoyable things, um, or they're, you know, wanting the the twenty seventh ice cream or the 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 cups that's spilling over, or you know, something's happening. Uh, we're simply saying, Sweetheart, "I'm not, I'm not willing for you." to do that. I'm right here. I'm listening. This will be more like if they're hitting or biting or throwing things. I'm, I'm not willing for you to do that, sweetheart. And I'm right here and I'm listening. Or if the ice cream's spilling over, you're doing it. Of course you do whatever that you can to help them. Or they want another bowl or something's not right. Doing what you can. But if you if you keep aiming to meet that need and they're still feeling upset, what it generally tells you it isn't about an immediate need. They're trying to find, they're trying to let those feelings out. They're trying to use that innate mechanism they have and they're trying to find something to locate those feelings on. We will often do the same you probably noticed that yourself, You're, we will often have a big reaction to some little thing that either that our children have done or a partner or someone's done. We, we try and locate the feelings on one thing to give it a, a context and a focus to let those feelings out. So those points, we can just simply say, yeah, you're really upset. The ice cream f- fell on the floor. You're really upset. And they have a big, big cry about the ice cream that fell on the floor or the, the thing that wasn't quite right. And when they get to let out those feelings, they can feel deeply relieved in their bodies again. It's that Because they've got... It's, it's the release, but also the connection. So it was always two things that create healing. Isn't just the releasing... It's the, that you're there connecting with them whilst they're doing that. And for us it's the same thing. So you may have cried at times and it didn't feel healing, because when we cry we also need to have connection. That might be outer connection from someone who's there listening to us, but it may also be developing what I call our inner loving crew. So if I'm crying, I have my inner loving mother saying, I'm right here with you, sweetheart. I, I'm here with you, see that you're upset. Whenever I hear those words from her, intensifies the crying. Have you ever had that? You're, You're sharing some feelings and someone's really there present with you and then you cry more or you go more into the feelings. You may have noticed that with your child. You're listening to the feelings and you simply say, I'm right here, sweetheart, I'm listening. I see that you're upset. And the crying intensifies because it's the connection that creates the safety for the healing to happen. So when you're being present with your child, having the big cry or the tantrum, setting the loving limit or doing the attachment play, and they're having the big cry, the big laugh, you're really facilitating a deep connection with their innate healing mechanism. It's an amazing an incredible thing. it, It means that they stay connected with that healing mechanism. They can use that resource in their lives. It also means they get to release that chunk of feelings, which is going to affect their sleep, how relaxed they feel in their bodies, um, how much they're able to make eye contact, how much they're able to cooperate and contribute. Have you noticed that in yourself too? You have a big laugh or you felt really pent up and you, and you talk to a friend or a therapist or someone who's really there listening to you, loving you unconditionally that relief you feel in your body. This is a deeply physiological body thing. It's not just about feelings, because feelings are of the body. We let out those feelings with loving support. We feel so much more relaxed. And if you notice your child, it's when they're feeling tense and when those feelings are accumulated that, that all those unenjoyable things happen. And they feel deeply relaxed in their bodies return to who they really are deeply present connected aware cooperative contributing able to sleep able to concentrate it, it feels enjoyable for them in their bodies so if you enjoyed this uh, so much more I have lots of free resources on my website marionrose.net have lots of free courses paid courses podcasts whole load of stuff. I have particular um, pieces, making friends with children's feelings. I have a free course and a paid course. Um, Thank you so much and I'll talk to you another time. Bye.